Hello, this is episode nine of Live from the Brodello, and it's it's Wednesday, so we have a guest. Hello, guest, guest introduce yourself, guest. I am I'm Dave, or also known as David, and I go by either interchangeably. Which do you prefer? Neither oh. or both. I actually don't care. We're calling you Phil. <laughs> All right then. Um, so so our, our guest Phil is on the podcast today. I've actually never known what you preferred, and was always a little bit anxious about calling you. I Phil. literally call myself either one. Even in my head, I go in between. Right. My wife calls me both. Hmm. It just it has nothing to do with anything. It's just. It probably has something to do with like mood or preference. Not no. at no. all. You should you should open your thing more quietly, or, or then stop <laughs> crinkling it. All right. We're we're okay with food, <laughs> eat, food eating noises. We're not okay with like constant crinkling because all right. Really Shane really doesn't like pear eating noises. Well, oh then, man, that- Lewis, Lewis did a whole episode <laughs> of eating a where pear. He was eating a plum, and it was the juiciest plum, <laughs> and it was the most awful slurping sound that was just. Over everyone. <laughs> I have my three pigs sandwich. Mm, three pigs. Well, I don't know. I'm. I'm trying. I was trying to think of a name for it because it's pork three ways or three little pigs. What pork are they? I have liverwurst. I have ham, and I've got salami. So. Bacon. Two out of three of those sound pretty good. Liver, is liverwurst liver? It has liver in it. Okay. I'm not a big fan of liver. Not always, but liverwurst is quite delicious. Mm. Maybe we'll have to check it out. I never had I never had it until uh, I went to my in-laws' place, and they would always have it, and I tried it in a sandwich. I was like, this is pretty tasty. Are your in-laws Germanic? They are not. My dad's parents are both Germ- were both German immigrants, uh-huh. but uh, we never had liverwurst at my house. I think my mom hates liver. <laughs> so, Or no, my dad hates liver, so we just mm. never had it. And you also have some... Cherries. I do have cherries. I have cherries, cherries, like cherries. and then a granola bar. I have exactly thirteen cherries. Oh well, we can't a make baker's the, dozen. We can't make the audience <laughs> guess the number of, of cherries. I have a mysterious number of blueberries that Phil has. Yeah, but we're not going to count all <laughs> yeah. those blueberries. Um, guess the number of blueberries. Did you guess lots? <laughs> Correct. So I actually have a question for both of you guys. For both of us. Okay. Um, I am as sitting, a unit. Well, to answer together and converse with each other <laughs> over your opinion on this thing. What a concept for a podcast. You ask a question to encourage dialogue. Who could have thought of something like that? This is the first time we have done that thing. (laughs) That's a, yeah, it's a groundbreaking. (laughs) So, so I am in, I am in a room with two married men and I'm not one of those things, but I have a girlfriend who will be listening to this, but nothing I'm going to say here is new to her. (laughs) And, and it's, it's getting to that time. Hi, Jesse. It's getting to that time. So, so like, as, as the eligible bachelor, uh, of the podcast. Do you I, have to I, plan your party? No. <laughs> uh, nor do I want you to plan my wedding or even plan anything at all. Yeah, no, I the, definitely don't want to plan your wedding. No, my wedding is don't. terrible. One of the reasons I'm really, like, concerned about this whole thing is because, oh god, wedding. Um, you are correct to be concerned. You yes. are absolutely correct to be concerned. This is, this however is not my question. Um, <laughs> my question is, like, it's not the really naive thing, like, how did you know, but what were your feelings leading up to the moment of terror? And, and like, what what made you think that I am totally cool with this person for basically ever? I'm not going to say do you regret that decision, um, <laughs> but but like you know, to to what extent were you like unsure or had to be convinced? Like I've, it's it's taken me a while to accept that a lot of a lot of life is not having a fucking clue and winging it and reassure me that I'm not going to do something terrible. (laughs) Yeah, nothing's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, for us, we'd already been together for crap since 
college. I think we've been dating for almost, we've been together for almost five years. She told me that on our first vacation together, she'd expected me, she assumed I was going to ask her to marry her then. Um, and that was, <laughs> that was about a year before we actually did ask her. <laughs> so, so for me, Maggie just badgered me constantly until I gave in. Oh, okay. I was like, you want to get married? Uh, eventually. Want to get married? Uh, okay. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was nothing like that for us. I just am terrified of change. So, uh, so I was pretty set on being with Maggie because she's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And like, pretty much by the time we got a dog together, it's like, yeah, yeah. There was pretty much, it was over. But, yeah. but I was very resistant to the actual, like, getting married bit because mm-hmm. it seemed like a lot of work to get married. Yeah. So, so yeah, I can, I'm totally with you on the, on the, the she is awesome thing. Like, I can, I can do this kind of proof by induction. I would like to be with my girlfriend tomorrow and at some imaginary point in the future I can also like there is a statistically high probability that if I want to be with her then then I'm going to want to be with her that tomorrow <laughs> but like there's a different like there's there's a feeling between that and then like some rubber stamped commitment that yeah, you are yeah. stuck oh, with this person it's terrifying yeah no commitment is terrifying well so for me it's like my wife was my best friend I, I, I totally never understood the whole thing as you don't want to date your friend because that's your friend and love and friend that but to me I, I dated my best friend and she I enjoyed hanging out with her even before we started dating and that's just how it ended up working out. So just yeah. I think I think marrying someone you don't like hanging out with is bad, uh... <laughs> Right, right. But but you'd be surprised how many couples are like I, I had this friend, she's like, Oh, she's been with her boyfriend for like four years and he's like, We haven't and she tells me, We have nothing in common. Then why are you together? I don't get it. But uh, honestly, if you've been together and you enjoy hanging out, and you can, you already living together. Was it was it like this big fear? Not a big fear, but like was was this this moving from this thing that's really nice to this official thing that is binding? <laughs> like, was that a big deal for you? For us, it was really a discussion. It wasn't. Well, I kind of brought it. I was like, we moved around. So first, I we, after college, she went home and started applying for jobs, and I went and worked at a pharmaceutical company. And it turned out where she lived, where I work, were a couple hours away. So I hang out with her on weekends, and then she got a job in Rhode Island, and then my contract ended up ended there. And so I lived with her, and then I got my job at the road, and then she actually ended up transferring to the, her company up here. So it just kept working out, not even on purpose. It just kept working out that we'd be in the same place and over time it just we just got more and more comfortable with each other and it just kind of seemed like a natural next step i mean i was a little nervous when i so what happened is um i was living in east cambridge actually probably just a few blocks from here i totaled my car blocks from this very spot <laughs> few blocks from this very spot. actually i was a block and a half from 320c which is where i was working at the time I totaled my car because I came to an intersection. I didn't realize it was only two stop signs and not four stop or It was two stop signs. I thought it was four stop signs. Told the car. And then uh, after I'd gotten the check for uh, for the car, it's like, I'm living in East Cambridge. I don't actually need a new car. I asked her, uh, should I turn this? I was thinking of turning this check into a ring. What do you think? Oh, and you rolled it up really nicely. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, made, I made you a paper ring. Right. Yeah. But I was yeah, like, that... all of a sudden I had enough money to just write in my pocket to buy a ring. I was like, you know, it's about time. I got married in a duct tape ring because I couldn't decide on a ring that I liked. Because commitment is really hard. We actually designed our ring. So we actually, there's this uh, jeweler in New York City that my family's been using. And my aunts like jewelry and they go to him and they'll like, they'll like see something in Tiffany Cannon. I'll go, oh, that's pretty. I'm not going to pay that much for it. (laughs) Hey, can you make this for me? And he'll say yes. 
And so we kind of went with him and designed our rings, and that was actually really cool. So I actually have, we both got engagement rings for each other, which was kind of fun. Yeah. So. I, I have a friend who spent a lot of effort and time, like, designing his ring and finding a jeweler who would cast it for him, and then they broke <laughs> up. I, I know, I know uh, a couple who forged their own rings. We wanted, there's a I class we could take that we wanted to do, but we decided that we'd rather have rings that we didn't take than the first thing we'd ever mm. forged ever. Yeah. <laughs> he stuck with us forever. Because mm. yeah, I know no, the first time I make anything, it is terrible. Yeah, no, I mean, this was, this was a very going process. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine it probably is. So, so it was, uh, you know, like, you'll, you'll cast the ring and you'll do blah, 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 and then, you know, a proper person will go and take it and mm. put a stone in it and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, actually make it look nice. So, yeah, so okay. But basically, I guess the point is, are you nervous about asking the question, or are you nervous about what her reply is going to be? Oh, neither. The, the nerves are... The, the it's difference forever. Yes. Uh, um, what if you change your mind in the future? Yeah. See, I I also have the weird thing is I haven't dated that many people. In fact, she's really the only person I ever dated. Mm-hmm. I've dated several people, and she is by far the best. So, yeah. well, unless you count like kindergarten, because I had, like, I was like I got started early, and I had a girlfriend in kindergarten. Uh-huh. It's really weird. And then as a kid, all like through elementary school, before before puberty hit, I was the boy who hung out with the girls. Uh-huh. So there was there was some thought that maybe. Maybe I was not heterosexual, mm-hmm. which is perfectly fine. Turned out not to be the case. But, like, baby Dave, <laughs> David, Phil is just a player. <laughs> but uh, I, I literally just never really... It could have just been because I grew up in Texas and I was Jewish in Texas. And <laughs> I can see that being I was fun. a Jewish nerd in Texas, and that made it a little bit more difficult. And also, I was super awkward. And uh, But then I hit college, and somehow I beat what we called the ratio, because there was about three oh, guys to every girl where I went to school. Like, that was, uh, that's a good ratio. We had like 16 guys to every girl on my program. Yeah. Well, not in my pro, but in the entire school. Oh, in the entire school. In my program, actually, it was a decent ratio because I was, uh, bioinformatics and molecular biology. So I was on the life sciences side. So it was actually more 50 50. But she, she's a, she was an electrical engineering major, so that was completely yeah. on the other side. No, it's it's definitely the. No, it's not even. No, it is. It is. It's it's the forever thing, and forever. it's the it's the transition from a thing that is like really casual and day to day to a thing that kind of comes with its own framing. And then you're going to start having to hear about children. Well, so so this is the thing we've talked about pets. We've talked about children. We have basically planned out our entire lives together. <laughs> it's just you know the big M word is still somehow how, like, this big deal in my head. And, and almost if I dropped the word married and would be like, let's get a civil union, that would feel absolutely fine. It's just that, I know. Um, it's it's just that there's there's some baggage that comes with the end word for me. So, so yeah, I, I don't know. And, and I know it doesn't make any sense, but I was just curious to hear about about the fear leading I, I, up to... I think to you should just, just remember what I told Maggie when she asked me if I wanted to be with her forever. Mm-hmm. And my response was, forever is a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, I can I can totally get behind um, an indefinite sequence of tomorrows, mm-hmm. and and if it was indefinitely, like indefinitely, it's a lot. No, don't more worry, you will, you will die. It's not really forever. Are you it's threatening me? Only with <laughs> only with what I threatened the rest of the world with. Wow. My continued state of being. No Megalomania from the Brodello. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've already used up a substantial portion of your life, and it probably doesn't feel that long. So mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, then there's speaking of my other fear. <laughs> I mean, then there's the whole other thing. If you do actually want to have kids and kind of want a stable relationship in which to have them, right? And, and Otherwise, they might turn out like you. Oh, it's it's not that. It's just you have a 
if you're not a sing- a non-single parent has a lot more time to be a themselves mm. than a single a parent human, does. Yes. Right. Yeah, that was that was the interesting thing that I noticed. So a triple marriage would give you even more time. Yeah. Yeah, that's just logistically difficult for yeah. especially with an established relationship. I know yeah. I know someone who's dating a couple and someone else who was in a sort of weird like bi marriage, like where there were two married couples that were oh, also together. It, mm. it fell apart disastrously when everyone realized that he was a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah, I've known a few like that, but I've never I've never heard of I know some who seem to have a rival, right, but the yeah. right uh, nomenclature is for that sort of polyamorous relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It it sounds somewhat difficult. It does sound really difficult. Because uh, like, one relationship is hard, but it goes up quite yeah, rapidly, yeah. So Good. Okay, so my conclusion is I have absolutely nothing to worry about. No. I want Lewis <laughs> to talk about your interpretation of the fear. The fear. Because it sounds like it sounds like you you have the, the the more similar experience to me out of you in the film. I just really don't like making changes or commitments. I like things to stay exactly the way they are, even if mm-hmm. I don't even if it would improve by changing things, I'm I'm terrified to initiate actions. So, so if I start you in the face. You're, you're going to be like, don't stop that. Pretty much, yeah. And once it's established as the status quo, that's just how, how it's going to be. I'll just maybe I'll like buy some better glasses, so you can see me punching you in the face better. <laughs> Spiky glasses, maybe. Spiky. Yes, <laughs> definitely a different attitude. I like change. I always try and go for the latest and greatest. Well, not not with people, but <laughs> yeah. Don't don't let her listen to this. <laughs> my, my family's motto is "Change is hard. We fear change." So, uh-huh. Or or don't fill up on bread. Depending don't on fill which, up on which bread. family. Yeah, you're, you're listening. Doesn't sound like you're very Italian. No, they're not. They're not very Italian at all. They're more like Russian Jewish. But Russian in the long, long time I had a Russian great-grandparent. Never met him. Apparently he left his family to start a new family in Canada, and we don't know. So apparently I have a bunch of relatives in Russia that have no idea who they are. Never met <laughs> their great-grandfather or whatever. Just upped and left them. Jesse has some <laughs> soft, very far back. Um, Eastern European ancestry, but she has a picture of like her great great grandparents in in her folks' house, and it's just like this really stern looking woman and the guy with this like bomb beard. <laughs> it's it's an impressive beard. It's pretty fearsome. It's one of those not well maintained beards. <laughs> it's just you know the old. Chins. It's not even a spike. It's just the protrusion. It wasn't like scraggly in in the Osama bin Laden way. It's almost a bit more. Tell us more about Osama bin Laden. Um, he's dead now. My uncle's name's Osama, and he used to work in the Egyptian secret service. So there's that. I don't think it's that uncommon of an Arab name. No, it isn't. Good. Okay, we can like be funny the, now. Like we said, <laughs> yeah, His first name's the same as the middle name of the current president of the United States. So yes. it's not that crazy. I, I introduce myself as the same like. And they just look at me because they're like, who the fuck is President Hussein? And then the smarter ones will have that moment of realisation later. But actually now, I, I gave up doing that for Starbucks, and I just go by my girlfriend's name. Um, so I was just like, yeah, give me coffee under the name Jesse, and because it's like a gender-neutral name, it works. Um, and I will still hear it and, and alert to it. It'd be more confusing if she was in Jesse I want to talk about water skiing. Everyone here has heard this story apart from Hang on, hang on. Now entering Boat Corner! I suppose. Um, There was a boat involved, so sure. So one of the things I did in North Carolina was go water skiing for the first time, which was 
Enjoyable-ish. I'm only just recovering from my aches and pains, which I got on Friday, so <laughs> did you it's the, now Wednesday. <laughs> did you do the, end up with the shooting water shooting up your nose at several tens no. of miles per hour? <laughs> no, it was similar to that, but more painful. So the point where you're like half out and you're supposed to stand up, I appear to be proportioned such that that is all of the water hitting me in the balls. And it was it was also like as well as being physically crippling, it was mentally crippling. Like I'm holding on and I can't think of anything else other than ow. And you know, after ten seconds of this, I give up and let go, rather than stand up and complete the like and, and then I go, Oh right, yeah, that was that point. And then I go around and I do it again and I'm just like and you splash. So I'm just going to put in my suggestion, which is mm-hmm. wakeboarding. Yes, kneeboarding. Knee, or yeah. kneeboarding, yeah. That's what I used to do um, back in my Texas days when we... What is to... kneeboarding? So it's I think it's the same as wakeboarding. It's like wakeboarding, but instead of being cool, it's really lame. I think they're exactly the same. I think it's just another name for the exact same thing. Do you stand on it? No. Then it's different. Okay. So <laughs> it's a board kind of like a uh, boogie board if you ever go to the beach and you have the boogie boards kind of um, go in the water, but it's got a strap to go over your knees. And so you, you hold on to the thing, kind of pull in, put the strap over your knees, right. and you kind of lean back and forth and you jump over the wakes, but you're on your knees so you don't have to stand all the way up. That, that does sound like a lamer version of the yeah. thing that Lewis is yeah. going to explain. Because you're standing up. And that yeah. way it's way more spectacular when you catch the front of the board in the water and just face play. Yeah, I think... You're totally torqued around. I, I do <laughs> have a feeling that I would enjoy boarding over skiing. I've never been snow or either of those things. But I can imagine myself enjoying boarding so, a lot more. My understanding skiing, is because there's only one thing to go wrong, the, and there's a bigger surface to control. My understanding is that people enjoy skiing the first time a lot more than they enjoy snowboarding the first time. Oh, really? Because my experience with snowboarding the first time was constant pain that lasted for days. Or skiing, skiing, people sort of seem to pick up without any any major crashes. First time I went snowboarding, I broke my arm. But that's pretty typical. <laughs> but it's actually but I now you're more extreme it. than you were before. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I actually enjoyed it more than skiing. It's just the next the next time I tried taking snowboarding lessons was on a mountain that didn't have the right sort of hill for starting out. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking snowboarding lessons and all they've got is a steep hill, you're not going to learn. But if they've got a nice shallow hill where they teach the snowboarding, then it's actually a pretty steep. Once you kind of get the hang of just moving on the shallow hill, then uh, you can basically do all of it. Yeah. So it's, it's got a much steeper learning curve. Than skiing does, I think. Right. I, I think it has a steeper learning curve, but possibly a shorter one. Like, yeah, right. Being, well, being a, a snowboarder who is fairly in control, I think it's like a right angle. And then yeah, then yeah. there's like crazy jumping stuff. Yeah, but that's what I mean by steep. So well, people often say a steep learning curve. Oh, that means it's hard to learn. But when I say that, I, I think of oh it's, no, it's, it's a graph. It's literally a curve. Yeah, yeah. If I'm talking how much knowledge over time, that means it goes oh I I you're waving in the air to podcasters who can't see your hands. Uh, it's <laughs> that's true. So, so like all of our is steep, right? Our dolphin right. listeners can interpret that motion. Yes, a curb <laughs> is steep, and it's still not very difficult to get up. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Well, this has been a short episode, but maybe content. Sorry, filled. guys. Yeah, it's Lewis's fault again for his goddamn awful stand-up. If you are listening and you are involved in the stand-up that makes Lewis continually late to podcast, will you hurry up and finish earlier in the future? Thank you very much. This has been a PS. I think it might have been a little bit my fault because I wanted to show off our new Flask API. You've already got one up and running. <laughs> well, by API, I mean a single query that's run through Flask. Yeah, Flask is insanely easy. It it's is. It's, nuts. it's great. <laughs> it makes it really I was like, easy. Oh my god, it's ready. Yay.
Yes, David slash Dave slash Phil. Thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Sorry for sorry for keeping you sitting around for ages on <laughs> Lewis's behalf. See, we we actually had like an entire podcast that never became a podcast because Lewis wasn't here because we chatted about random yeah, stuff. And yeah, and I wasn't recording then, like, yep. so I can't release it as a bonus episode. You could, we could recreate it. Uh, <laughs> we still have to recreate our episode zero bonus podcast. <laughs> That's true. Um, I think we should probably hire actors, though. Yeah. They do a better job. <laughs> yes, so... Who will play the microphone? Are you, are you finished? I'm trying to... I'm never finished. <laughs> well, you're going to have to be, because Dave has a meeting, and I have a meeting. And, and I have, have a meeting, meeting probably. Right. So, shut it.